genre. Hello and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Fellowship of the Ring, one collapsing staircase at a time. <laughs> I'm Norman Mitchell. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And joining us today from Star Trek Minute is Chris LaSalle and David Stoker. Thank you for joining us today, guys. Hey, thanks for having us. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Thanks for having us. And today we're going to be talking about Minute 145, which starts with Legolas reaching out and snatching Gimli by the beard <laughs> and ends with Frodo and Aragorn Tipping towards the screen at us. What happens to them? I don't know. I don't know. We'll what could possibly <laughs> happen? The suspense. It's maddening. So the thing I like the most about this minute is uh, we have the humor with Gimli and Legolas, and then it immediately goes really serious again to Frodo and Aragorn almost, you know, dying. Right. <laughs> the stones falling all around right. them. The stairs collapsing under Aragorn's feet. Uh, yeah. Like... Oh, sorry. Uh, no, go ahead. Oh, I was like, I've noticed that Peter Jackson's thing is to add that moment of humor in the middle of like a big serious action scene. So yeah. we have a little bit of time to breathe and then it's right back at it again. Yeah, that's what I was going to make the comment is like, there's that brief moment of levity. There's that brief moment of, of, you know, taking you out of that moment to sort of like catch your breath only yeah. to thrust you fully back into it with an even graver situation mm -hmm. which i think is perfect yeah and i, I, think I love it, it. i love really well yeah it meshes really well with tolkien's whole story structure too those moments of levity because it makes it feel like human and real yes and definitely so peter jackson was the right guy to do this <laughs> oh definitely yeah, and I've always loved the relationship of Gimli and Legolas and how it's always been, you know, this, uh, uh, I don't know, I, I call love hate, but, you know, you know that they are, you know, they're ultimately brothers, but they, they you know, they always seem to be getting into these right. situations where Gimli is just getting ticked off at him and uh, <laughs> not not the beard. I just, I love that. I think that's hilarious, yes. even though if if not the beard, I'm dead, but, right? Yeah, so, if not right. what? If not yeah, that, if, what? <laughs> so, right. uh, yeah, I got to chuckle out of that. Because he's so proud, too. Like, Gimli's so proud. Yes. But literally, if Legolas hadn't grabbed him, he'd be dead. Yes. Right. So. <laughs> I mean, this is a, it's not a reference for everybody, but Gimli is this movie's Vegeta. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, I also like that... Uh, man, you threw me off with the DVC. What was I going to say? I don't remember what I was going to say. <laughs> Something about pride. Something about pride and dwarves. I guess... Um, I don't know. It'll come back to me. <laughs> hey, I have a question for you guys. I think I think you heard, I heard you say Aragorn, and and it's been a while since I've watched the movie in its entirety. So, do we already know he's Aragorn, or is he still Strider at this point? Oh no we we find out that he's Aragorn in the um, the council scene. Yeah, uh, Legolas outs him. So before they leave <laughs> Elrond's house, everyone knows who he is. Okay, all right. Yeah, Legolas has that dramatic moment when Boromir and Aragorn... Boromir's kind of in Aragorn's face. Yes. A little bit, and he's just like, you speak to Aragorn, son of Arathorn. Yeah. You owe him your allegiance. Right, right. Okay, great. Legolas is way over dramatic. 
and everyone else is all aghast. They can't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. The big reveal. I think they're just more stunned that Legolas did that. <laughs> just let him speak for himself, Legolas. Chill out. Yeah. <laughs> and Aragorn admonishing him in Elvish. <laughs> I like this. I like this staircase scene, but I feel like we've been here for a while. Yeah, we have been the here staircase. for a while. <laughs> I, 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 but not really. I mean, it only started, what, two minutes ago? The actual staircase? Yes. Yeah. I liked I liked this whole minute. Uh, sorry, Dave. I, no, uh, that's okay. I, I like the whole minute because um, you get a lot of, of almost you get a reaction from most, almost everybody in the fellowship, and mm-hmm. uh, almost every re- reaction is just like on point for the character. You know, yeah. as far as you know, Sam is just like you can tell he's he's got only eyes for for Frodo. What's going to happen to Frodo? You know, across this chasm, and. Uh, uh, you know, Gandalf just looking concerned. And I think even Gandalf in this one is like, oh boy, how are they going to get out of this one? Yeah. You know, <laughs> that is a big, you know, chasm to jump. But just all the rea- all the reaction shots you get, we get this little mini, you know, the whole group. I think everybody, maybe Boromir is the only one you don't really get to get a chance to see in this minute. But uh, yeah. um, I was happy and, that we got, we got almost everyone. Mm-hmm. There's a reason we don't see Boromir there, and that's because he wasn't here for the filming of a lot of the Moria stuff. So most of the shots we have of Boromir are pickups oh. from later on. Oh, so it's okay. so it's a stunt double back there. <laughs> yeah. Got their stunt doubles. <laughs> There's a the scene where it's most apparent is a is from a couple it's like fifteen minutes before this where they're walking into Moria initially, and you can see Mary and Pippin and the other hobbits on either side of an obvious scale double for Boromir. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. I have not seen this in a while, and I need to see this again. <laughs> oh, I totally agree. I, I'm in the, I'm in the same boat, and uh, just watching the minute, I, I you know I watched the minute, but then I'm like, I need more context because, yes. and so I ended up watching probably like ten minutes before and ten minutes after. I'm like, yes, mm-hmm. I'm like I I definitely uh, I'm gonna have to sit down and watch the whole thing again. So right, yeah, uh, I've forgotten how good it is. So I, I, I oh sorry, what were you? No, doing? I was gonna say I I agree with most everyone's thoughts here about liking this minute for the peril that it puts everyone in. Mm-hmm. There's just one part that I just do not like. Okay. And it's and it's the end of our minute bleeding into the next minute. It's the whole I'm surfing safari on the staircase. <laughs> yeah, the the blue screenshot as uh... it, it's it's not even the that is that is bad on its own, but it's the fact that Aragorn is he's already kick ass. He is already the man. Like, is this just one more thing that he... Yeah, I surfed that staircase, man. I chalked that up on my list of things I've done. What you just made me think is, like, Legolas remembers this moment, and that's why he surfs down the stairs on the shield. (laughs) He's like, I can do this. Oh, I wonder if that's it. Yes. But, you know, Dave, I had in my note that... Because Strider... Well, I keep calling him Strider, right? He... uh, I think he... uh, I think he made the stairs do this. Because you know that the, the when the stairs start cracking and falling apart, like it's you know the question is is he is he just leaning into it? He knows he knows it's starting to move forward, or has he actually been doing? Is he rocking it and moving it himself? I think he's doing it himself because he's so badass. Oh, I, I would <laughs> like to believe that, but I think this is all luck. He he rolled the d twenty for his luck save, and <laughs> right. that's that's what happened here. This was all pure luck. <laughs> I mean, he does tell Frodo to lean forward. Yeah, that was my thing too. Like Frodo is like what fifty pounds? Max. Yeah. <laughs> what is what is that going to do to to sway this staircase? I mean, it doesn't take a lot of weight to throw something really <laughs> off balance. Yeah, 
totally, you know, head over tea kettle. I know, but it's not like a canoe. It's yeah, <laughs> you know. I mean, it's a massive piece of stone stairwell. Right. Which means, really, when it starts to crack on one side, that's just where it's going. Yeah. You're not going to stop it or change it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I, I, I did say um, uh, at one point during this minute that, you know, Strider uh, gave Frodo a hug. And I was like, oh, he's holding on to him. Just don't fall. But he's kind of hugging yeah. him. I'm like, oh, that's nice. If we're going to go, well, we're going to go Well, Eric loves Frodo. Yeah. They're Absolutely. bros. Well, I think because, like, I think he views Frodo as his responsibility too, like much like Sam. Right. Well, yeah. Um, Aragorn probably feels partially responsible for Frodo getting stabbed at Weathertop. Mm. Mm. So he's very protective of Frodo. Right. And he wasn't able to heal that wound on his own. Right. <clears throat> I think that there's some amount of that that plays into their relationship. Aragorn is also the first person to step up and be like, I will go with you to Mordor. Yeah, that's true. So. I don't know. The stairs, while they're cool, I think it's always kind of bothered me. The the yeah. tipping stairs. I mean, yeah. it's a really cool set piece, but at the same time, it just makes no sense. And it is actually, to me, it's one of the special effects shot that has held up like the least over time. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it's a little less believable than it was like even like five years ago when I would watch this movie. Oh, just see, because of how far computer graphics have come. Right. Yes. Right. Oh, yeah. I I agree. You see, I didn't mind it, but I think I've only been watching it on my computer, so I don't, I haven't, it's not on a big screen TV for me or anything, so mm -hmm. uh, I'm guessing if it was uh, bigger, it might look a little faker. Yeah. Uh, actually, when that, watched the... yeah. actually, I just, uh, I just rewatched the end of it when they're, when they're starting yes. to come towards the camera. <laughs> yeah, that, that's pretty bad. I take it back. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, uh, we recently rewatched uh, or watched for the first time the theatrical edition on DVD. But we have like a big screen TV and a Blu-ray player. Right. And the, the the theatrical edition I have on DVD, places like this scene, all the effects are like really apparently not real. Ooh. Because it's not it's not made to be up converted to HD. Yeah. Especially like the green screen shots. So you can always tell when it's green screen. Yeah. Right. Uh, how, how do you think this would have held up? You know how Peter Jackson and, you know, The Hobbit and his you know, he famously changed the, the, the frames per second and to make it super high res. Like, how do you think this would have shown up in that sort of format? I think the practical stuff would have held up um, even better than they do. I mean, they still hold up, but I think... Yeah. I think applying the technology that he has now to this would have been amazing. Yeah. Sure. I mean, some of the shots in this movie, some of the practical effects shots are shot at different frame rates to right. like get a really high definition, like realism kind of pace to them. Mm. Uh, and but a handful like the, of them, the theatrical release right. of that first hobby. Yeah. Movie, right. Yeah. But a, ha a handful of them hold up under that kind of scrutiny now. Mm -hmm. And a handful of them, like the avalanche and Caradress, do not. Yeah. Right. Cause it just sticks out too much. Yeah. So like there, it depends on what the practical effect was. Right. Because some of the miniature stuff still looks really good. And a lot of that was filmed at kind of different frames per second, too. Mm. And then some of the like practical effects when it comes to like snow or collapsing doesn't really hold up too well. Right. That's fair. I don't know. I'm still impressed that this movie was made over 15 years ago. Right. I know. That's. It, yeah, it doesn't it yeah. doesn't look it. It still looks very current. Yeah. Um, 
And I don't think any studio would greenlight this movie today with this number of practical effects. No, it's too expensive. It would be way too expensive. Yeah. That's why the Hobbit movies look the way they do. Yeah. I'm All hoping that we Hobbit come back movies. into the... Do you think we're going to come back around into it, though? I mean, with The Force Awakens and everything and the, all the emphasis on practical effects. And I think everybody's... I hope so. Everybody wants them, right? Or at least maybe, you know, I'm I'm calling out my age here. <laughs> I but mean, I'm like, Hollywood goes I, through cycles. I, I, right? I hearken for the old days of practical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, everything was practical. And then George Lucas comes along. And we start to get more and more digital stuff from the 70s through the 80s. And then there's like a practical effects renaissance from like the early to mid 90s through the like the year 2000, roughly. This is kind of the end of that. And then we cycle back into digital again. Yeah. Yep. And now we're coming back to practical stuff. Right. Yeah. There's a, there's a place for the digital effects. And obviously Chris, you brought up force awakens and that is a good example of good special effects in a practical effect movie can help enhance it. It shouldn't be the movie. It should enhance it. Right. Right. Yeah. That's exactly how I feel about CGI. It should, it should be used maybe for backgrounds and like fast stuff that needs to, that doesn't make sense to do a practical effect. Right. Well, or you, you have some crazy have camera like, work you want to do. Yeah. Because yeah. I think like we haven't really gotten to a lot of Gollum stuff yet. That's next movie. But mm. I think Gollum holds up as a CGI effect. Right. He holds up pretty well. And, well, he, even in this movie, in the next minute, you're going to get to a, a an effect that you just you can't do practically, and that's the you know that's the Balrog that during, right. turns Bane. You just there's no way you could create that creature without special effects, mm-hmm. you know, for its for for what it is and what they what Peter Jackson envisioned it to be. I mean, there was just I don't I don't see how you could do that practically. Oh, you right. couldn't. But now I'm trying to pick, now I'm really trying to picture well. it. <laughs> the, the Balrog holds up pretty well. Yeah, I, I actually, yeah, I skipped ahead and I was looking at him like, man, that looks that looks really good. I do think the cave troll holds up a little better than the Balrog overall. Oh, I disagree. But I we mean, that's just a personal preference thing. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm gonna go. I like the I like the Balrog much better um, I, I, in terms I, I of its agree. effects. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the Balrog looks fantastic, but as far as like looking like it fits. Mm-hmm where it is as like a real object. I think the cave troll has done a little better in places. Oh, okay. If that makes sense. I mean, one could argue that like the Balrog is like not supposed to fit because it's old and old, you know? Yeah. Like an old, old being that woke up from a nap and is grumpy. (laughs) So can I, can I ask you guys something? So just speaking of the Balrog, and this is actually one of the, you know, one of Tolkien's character names or, creature names and I, that I can actually pronounce. Um, <laughs> and one of the things that uh, I got a huge kick out of when the movies came out was actually hearing all of these names spoken aloud because, mm-hmm. you know, when I read the books, every every odd word or name that I came across just, you know, I said it inside my head and I have no idea how I pronounce any of this stuff, you know, the Nazgul or, or you know, they say Mordor with the rolling R and, you know, all these mm-hmm. things. And, um do you know I, I and I, I meant to look this up. Do you know where there's got to be Uber fans out there, right? That were probably like, oh no, 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 they totally mispronounced that name in the movie. It's not Balrog, it's Balrog. You know what I mean? Do you, do you guys know any if if there's anything like that out there? Um, well, I know that they made a point to consult like the Tolkien language scholar when they were working on like the Elven languages or the pronunciation of things. 
Yeah. So I think they hired those super fans to make sure that they didn't mess it up. Yeah. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was smart. <laughs> they don't name that guy in the commentaries, but we do know who he is uh, yeah. from some of the other like appendices the material. Yeah. Uh, and apparently... I don't know if it's the same guy, but it seems like it is. Uh, we tell the story when we talked about the cave troll with uh, with the Star Wars Minute guys mm-hmm. about the the scholar they had on set that got mad about some of the dwarven inscriptions in Balin's tomb. And then they find out after spending so much time researching it and like investigating what went on that it was just some crew member messing with him about what the wall said. Oh. <laughs> nice. <That's> awesome. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I I imagine there's more than one Tolkien scholar. Yeah, I mean, I imagine there's more. Oh, oh, there are. I imagine they hired more than one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But that must have been a sweet gig. What do you do? Oh, I I checked the pronunciation in the script for Lord of the Rings. I'm a consultant on fake languages. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I had I had a question. Another question for you guys. This is so, so you are crazily doing the extended right? The extended edition. <laughs> I, I can't uh, imagine doing the theatrical. I think people would have been like, how come you're not doing the extended? Mm-hmm. Oh so, yeah. So, so my question is, is this one of the, are, are, is this minute uh, in the theatrical? I don't, I don't remember which one was which. So is this, is yes, this a minute yes. that was in or out? Um, this, this is a minute that's in. Most of the extended scenes uh, have already gone by. There's only a couple more left in the movie after this. Okay. There's one in the there's, Lothlorien. There's one. one in Loth. There's two in Lothlorien. Okay. Or three. Oh, I there's can't wait till they get to Lothlorien. Lothlorien. And I think that's about <laughs> it. I think after Lothlorien, they're pretty much all done. That makes sense. Because there's only twenty minutes left in the movie after Lothlorien, or twenty-five minutes. Yeah. It seems like a lot more. We have a long credit sequence. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, I, I can imagine. <laughs> we can only imagine. Yes. We'll, we'll like, have a, we'll have a like lot to we'll have a lot of weeks of credits, including the extended edition credits. <laughs> yes, we'll have a lot of a lot of time to fill. Oh my gosh! <laughs> It'll be like weekend editions every day. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, nice. I had a couple more things. Uh, I really like the way the music in this minute escalates. We talked a little bit about the music last time, but. Um, this scene in particular, when we're not sure if Aragorn and Frodo are going to make it or not, I really like the way that the music seems to kind of swell a little more. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of impending. It's building towards that final swell of the Fellowship theme that right. we're going to get really triumphantly yeah. next week. Um, and I also like the uh, pattern on the stairs. I didn't yeah. notice it before, but staring at like this piece of stair wobbling back and forth. Everything in this movie is so insanely detailed. Mm-hmm. Well, they were everything. They were such insane craftsmen, right? I mean, how could they not? Yeah, I mean, they'd be shamed. <laughs> Balin's tomb is actually until we started really delving deep into this uh, for the for this podcast. I had been aware that there was writing on the walls of Balin's tomb, but not to the incredible degree that there was. Mm-hmm. And when you're really dissecting it frame by frame. It is kind of amazing to look at that room and be like, oh, every single brick is covered with words. Right. There's like runes everywhere. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I just like the way that the um, 
like the stonework on this the masonry i guess of the stairs because it everything in moria just communicates the fact that it is old yeah and not only is it old but it's like withstood the test of time so the craftsmanship is really like yeah. it's dwarven craftsmanship yeah. and so, um, right as we go along through this and through next week the architecture here is supposed to look old and decrepit not just because this is an old part of moria but also to signal to us that we're about to see an ancient thing. Oh, that makes sense. Ooh. Visual cues. Visual yeah, I like that. Setting us up. <laughs> so, like, things look older and the color shifts because we're about to see something different than everything else in Moria. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's a nice visual touch. Yeah. And something this movie's um, really good at. Everything's orange and reds and yellows instead and of And falling apart. And, yeah. Yeah, Everything is cracked, and then we're going to see the Balrog, and the Balrog's skin is cracked. Mm. Yeah, right. You know, I was thinking about that, too, because, and again, jumping ahead a little bit, so when the when the Balrog is revealed, he's, you know, gigantic. Mm -hmm. And in this minute here, we see the tunnel that he just came through, um, and you can see it's lit up. He, he's coming. But yeah. how does he get through that thing? Are we? I, I, I guess we're to assume that he's going to crash through that wall. Well, I don't think he comes through the same location that they they ran down a different passageway and go. To, I know we're obviously jumping ahead, but they run down the stairs. He comes through a different location. Oh, he takes a they, shortcut. Yeah, he sort of takes a shortcut. He's he's been there so long. He knows the layout. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah, because he doesn't. When we see him revealed, he arrives from below, not above. All right. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I know we're like, jumping. Because that wall of fire behind yeah. Gandalf, and then the Balrog oh, jumps that's up. True. He's hiding. He's hiding. He's playing hide and seek. <laughs> he's, uh, he's ready. To, he's trying to wait and scare an old man. But yeah, I've always questioned that too. It's like, how'd the Balrog get down here? It's a it's it a demon from the first age. You don't question yeah. it. <laughs> I, I've always just written it off yeah. as, well, I mean, he's an unclothed spirit, so he can probably change his size. He's probably <gasps> more of more able to alter his physical self. Now I'm just thinking of like an inch tall, tiny, pocket-sized bell. <laughs> yeah. I kind of want one. <laughs> right. And, you know, I was just trying to imagine what he's doing. Yeah. What's he doing down there all the time? All by himself? He's just eating he's, goblins. He's just, just hanging with the goblins? <laughs> he just wants to be left alone. He's not hanging out with the goblins. He's terrorizing, terrorizing them. them. Yeah, terrorizing. So that's what he's doing for fun. <laughs> yeah. It's just, you know, every time the goblins sit down to have a meal, he's just like, huh, I wonder if I can make them scatter. Oh. <laughs> he roars, makes some fire happen. They all run away. That's so sad. Just Occasionally they send cave trolls at him to see if they can keep <laughs> him away. It never works out for the cave troll. <laughs> you think You're a fan a, of the cave like, troll. Like a goblin that bets on the cave troll every time. Yeah, and he's just... just like <laughs> he's just so many... So many coins in the hole. Yeah. <laughs> what are the What do the orcs do? That's like one of my biggest questions about this place. Is there's so many orcs here? What do they do for food? I think they they come out into the mountains and like terrorize the countryside. Yeah. yeah don't they go? Don't they rob people? And they're always just yeah. I would say I mean, they're they scavenging. Like scavenging. It just seems like there's so many of them. Yeah. This is like a. How big of a how big of a range does this orc raiding party have? It's like a it's like a predator. Like, what's its territory? <laughs> Is there enough food in this in this area to 
to maintain this creature. Right, yeah. Probably. But Ooh, there's a lot of goats. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> just, just goat nappers. They're all just right. goat nappers. horse. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly like that. So... I mean, these are like wiry little on all fours. Oh, man, that's scary. Crazy little goblins. <laughs> That's, that's horrifying. Goblins are good eating. <laughs> I don't know if I have any other notes. Uh, I, do, I like that this is one of the few moments we see Aragorn fire a bow. Oh, yeah, that's true. To remind us yeah, that I noticed a that. Yeah, that so is cool. Because I see, like, what the first time we were watching this, uh, when I was taking notes, I was like, where did that arrow come from? Legolas is grabbing Gimli's beard. And then I was like, oh, yeah, Aragorn has a bow, Aragorn too. Has, <laughs> he, he fired yeah, that I, in balance, too. Right. I had to watch that a couple of times because I'm like, how is he firing a bow? And, and you know, watching it again and again, you're like, oh, wow, that's not even him. That's that's Aragorn. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I was rewatching. I did. I totally missed that. <laughs> it's uh, it's very much a blink and you'll miss it kind of moment. It's, yep. it's like half a second of footage. Yeah, because you never yep. see what he's shooting at either. Right. Exactly. I don't... He just like fires a bow in the air. For no reason. <laughs> Maybe he was, he was setting up a ricochet to help collapse the stairs. Yeah, see, so he's getting a rock, getting a rocking. <laughs> I just wonder he's if that was like a ra- a random shot that they had, and they just threw it in there. It might have been. That's certainly possible. I mean, when you're editing footage together, you look for filler stuff like that if you have extra shots, right? Right. That makes sense. Just like, oh, we want another little action shot right here in this scene. So, oh, we have Aragorn firing his bow in the air. Yeah, because I Are thought we- all the goblins left. Right, all they the like ran off. Ran away. <laughs> yeah, af- after the stomp in yeah. the stairs, all the goblins are like, Bah! Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's shooting at whatever the goblins eat. <laughs> he's just like, oh, he just sees something move and then yeah. fires an arrow, and then a bat falls out of the sky. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone's like, "Why'd you kill the bat?" <laughs> yeah. Did you guys have anything else? I think I hit all my notes. The yeah. only the, the only one I had was earlier on when uh uh when when Strider uh, uh just uh, he's just you know yells out he's steady to uh to Frodo before the before the second boulder falls and uh I had a note here that I was waiting for him to say something like I'll get her out on the falcon. <laughs> <laughs> kept kept it kept popping into my head so that so uh but other than that, no, I, I didn't have any other notes. Sweet. Nice. Well, thank you guys again for joining yeah. us today. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having fun. us. Yeah, yeah, yeah thanks, thanks for having great. us. And, yeah, and uh, like I said, I'm looking forward to uh, – I'm going to be re-watching the whole thing. So yes. oh, awesome. yeah, th- thanks yeah. for the inspiration. Yeah. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> I know these uh, these Movies by Minute podcasts have given me excuse to revisit a bunch of movies I love. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, yeah, and definitely. Yes. You guys are welcome back whenever. I haven't started scheduling two towers remotely yet, but uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you guys have something you want to come back for nice. when we get closer to scheduling, mm-hmm. we can try to figure that out. Ooh, nice. Uh, do either of you have a favorite moment from two towers that you'd like to come back for? Oh, geez. I know it's been a while. Put you right on the spot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to think about that. Yeah, me too. And I don't think I've ever, you know what? I don't think I've only seen the extended edition of Fellowship. I haven't seen the extended of either of the others. I own them, but I haven't watched them. (laughs) Uh, So, you know what? Let me, uh, uh, yeah, let me get back to you because I want to watch the extended and and then I'll uh, 
I'll let you know. Yeah. A lot of people, myself included, think that Two Towers probably benefits the most from the extended because it's it has not the most stuff added back in, but right. it adds a lot of key like character things to the movie. Oh, nice. Okay. I'm excited for you guys to rewatch Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. awesome. So, yeah. Once again, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, if you're looking for more Lord of the Rings Minute, you can find us on DuelingGenre.com. We have contact info for our Facebook page, our listener group, our Patreon, and on moviesbyminutes.com, you can find all of these various Movies by Minute podcasts, including Chris <laughs> and David with Star Trek Minute. And there you can also find them at, is it StarTrekMinute.com? Yes, sir. Awesome. Yeah, so you should give them a listen. Star Trek's pretty awesome. And they started <laughs> with what is, uh, in most people's My estimation, Star Trek movie. the best Star Trek movie <laughs> in a lot of people's estimation, Wrath of Khan. And yeah, thank you for joining us. As always, a special thanks to our Patreon associate producers, Leaper182 and Ed Foster. And I hope everybody has a great weekend. Bye. 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 Bye.